The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Oh, and a shout out to our audio only listeners right off the top. This is Matt Norlander. You hear that music? Mm-mm-mm-mm. If you're watching on YouTube, you don't hear the CBS Ion College Basketball Classic bump. Make sure you're subscribed. The traditional way to hear it as well. You've got Chip doing the pick scrape. That's Chip Patterson joining me for yet another region preview. We're going to talk Midwest. Kyle Boone is here. Hold Woo-hoo, on. KB. Look at this three-way party we got going on. KB, CP. Midwest Norlander, as I've got here on the YouTube channel. If you are watching on YouTube, as always, thank you. I also want to give a quick thanks to the listeners who, you know, endure. It's just part of the deal now. If you're listening and you're an audio-only guy, uh, you obviously notice that a couple of times every show we say, go ahead, hit that like button. Please do engage us if you could. Comment on this video if you're watching once it goes on YouTube. And thank you to our audio-only listeners. I'm also going to give a shout to Dan Shulman right now because over the weekend at the ACC tournament, it's halftime of the Duke-Virginia Tech game, and Dan Shulman stops by press row and says, I've just got to tell you, man, you've got the best college basketball podcast. I absolutely love it. I listen to every single episode. And that was flattering to hear. But also, I was so embarrassed to hear an esteemed gentleman like Dan Shulman tell me this, knowing full well that all of... Three or four episodes prior, we were talking about Mike Krzyzewski urinating on a referee in order for him to get him out of the game. <laughs> well, at least Makes you a little subconscious, yeah. yeah no, Dan Shulman and I at least have something in common now. And I am an audio-only guy normally, you know? You, you kind of, you've caught me off guard. You've, you've gotten me out of my comfort zone to come play in your land. Normally, I'm on a walk. Normally, I'm getting that cardio in or, you know, doing some dishes around the way. But, you know. I hear you. And we uh, we still got a heavy, heavy audio only press. So we hear you in full. You're 1.5 speeders, the freaks that go at two speed. Ugh. I don't know how you people do it, but thank you all the same. And I hope that you are enjoying all this uh, podcast content we're giving out to you. We are just as excited to talk about it as we hope you are to listen about it, to cram in as much as you possibly can to the overthinkers out there. I uh, hear you all the way, man. Overthink this bracket. Just demolish that thing. Okay. Triple guess yourself. Doubt yourself all the way until we get to the games on Thursday. We just want to talk about these matchups and hopefully help you a little bit. As a reminder, on Wednesday, it'll be just me and GP. We are going to go through the entire bracket, make all of our picks, and just kind of go game by game, work through the whole thing. So we've got a huge bracket extravaganza. That's the one where if you're a bit of a hardcore, but you got a group text with five, seven, ten of your buddies, and you think they only get into the tournament, but they want to listen to one podcast about this thing, Direct them to our episode on Wednesday. It will be the podcast episode that you will want to listen to to get you fully ready, fully engaged for the NCAA tournament. This one right here, well, it's for the hardcores. We're obviously going to talk about the Midwest region. 
Kyle Boone. Chip Patterson here with me to wrap up our four Monday edition of our region by region episodes. And I'm, I gotta be honest, I'm quite excited for it. Your time and dates for the Midwest region as we get ready. Well, they're going to be both on Thursday and Friday. If you're looking at that bracket on a screen, or if you got a beautiful crisp piece of paper in your hands as you're listening to this podcast down in the right corner, Midwest top half, those are going to be your Thursday games, meaning in Fort Worth, it's Kansas versus the winner of Texas Southern A&M Corpus Christi. Then it's going to be San Diego State and Creighton also in Fort Worth. That's at 8-9. That's going to be Thursday as well. That's your 7-27 tip. Kansas is going to be a late night tip on Thursday. Other half, you've got Iowa going against Richmond. That's going to be in Buffalo. And before that, you'll have Providence out to go to state in that 413 on Thursday. That is a 1240 True TV tip. So Iowa Richmond is going to be buried in that Thursday second TV window. You usually get one or two games that are supposed to be laughers. And I do think Iowa Richmond might be that laugher. On the bottom half, that's the Friday stuff, including where I'll be. We'll work our way bottom going up. We got Greenville. I'll be in Greenville, South Carolina, obviously to document Duke, among other things. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see along and you can see what I'm talking about. But this is for the listeners here. So Auburn will play Jacksonville State. That is a Friday 1240 tip. That's going to be my first game in person. Bruce Pearl going up against Jacksonville State. Uh, Intra-Alabama game. Oh, by the way, haven't heard too many people bring that up, but that is an intra-Alabama game. It's Jacksonville, Alabama. And then you've got USC versus Miami in the second game after that. Also on True TV on Friday out of Greenville. The other two first rounders, you've got LSU as a six playing Iowa State an 11. That's going to be a 720 tip on TBS out of Milwaukee on Friday. And then I can't wait to talk about this game in particular. Number three, Wisconsin. Number 11, Colgate in Milwaukee in Brewtown. TBS late night tip. One of the final games we'll get of the first round there. Those are your dates and times and locations for everything in the Midwest region. Um, to start on Thursday and Friday. Let me remind you before we dip into this bracket, I want to tell you what our friends at Sportsline are doing during this bracket week. You're going to get every pick, every play, every upset to help fill out your bracket. And these are some of the best sports data analysts in the game. Personal note on this, I have buddies who have signed up for Sportsline in recent years, and they do swear by it. The, the, the data we run, the experts we have, they can certainly help you build your bracket, even if you stubbornly are kind of like me. And at the end of the day, you're like, I just got to go with my gut. But visit Sportsline now to see which teams will make and break your bracket, see who cuts down the nets, all from the model that beat nearly 90% of brackets uh, in last year's tournament. And the year before, the tournament before that one, it was in the top percent of all brackets was that sports line model so go ahead search for sports line bracket and enjoy all right guys let's talk top seeds top storylines i'm going to go to boone first when you look at this corner of the bracket kb whether it be a first round matchup big picture what is a storyline that jumps out to you about the midwest to me you got to start with kansas number one seed um bounced in the second round last year kansas was against a really good usc team um if you go back to 2020, though, Kansas was in position, I think, potentially to to win the national championship. It would have given Bill Self his second national championship. So I feel like this is really their first real shot and viable shot at winning it all. And Kansas is potentially facing some NCAA sanctions or at least some penalties. So this could realistically be Bill Self's, maybe not last, but certainly his his current best and maybe one of his last uh, real shots at winning a national championship. That, to me, is a huge storyline. I have them as the favorite. Obviously, they're not, they're the number one seed, so then I'm not, you know, I'm not breaking any news here. Um, to me, and then the second storyline, I would probably just add as, as a tidbit, 
the health of, of Johnny Davis is kind of looming over this entire bracket. Um, he was three of 19 against Michigan state in, in going one and done in the big 10 tourney. And he doesn't normally go three of 19 shooting um, on any given night. And in fact, he plays some of his best games when the stakes are pretty high. So if he's not at full strength, I think Wisconsin is potentially a really vulnerable high seed, and and we can talk a little bit more about uh, that in the in the coming sections. But that to me is kind of, kind of looming over this entire bracket as well. What about you, Chip? What's the storyline that stands out to you in this one? There's some regions where we cannot find a lot of conference tournament uh, champions outside of you only are here because you won your conference tournament. Kansas conference tournament champion, Richmond conference tournament champion, Iowa conference tournament champion. The top half of that bracket, that's really the thing that stands out to me because it's something that was absent. I mean, even Creighton made the Big East tournament final and uh, made that game very competitive. So that was something that was very interesting. Obviously, South Dakota State is so enticing in the clash of styles. But then on the bottom half, I, I'm right there with you, KB, in that the health of Johnny Davis, what it means for Wisconsin, the advantages in terms of travel for the fan base and, and for the atmosphere that Wisconsin could potentially that ride in order to making this a really, really special NCAA tournament, particularly considering, and we will, you know, build out this storyline as we discuss it. But uh, this Auburn as a two seed to me is the most toothless two seed mm -hmm. in the field. And so mm -hmm. when you're looking at that from Wisconsin at the three line, maybe even you're looking at that as Andy Enfield at uh, USC right there in the 710 game. And of course, if you're Kansas, uh, when I when I think about the top seeds and how comfortable I am advancing them moving forward, it kind of feels like Midwest is setting up really well for uh, for the Jayhawks. Interesting. A storyline for me is the fact that you've got Providence and Wisconsin in this region, and they happen to be the two teams that won more games by five, six points or fewer than any teams in power conferences this season. And because they were so narrowly winning games, they haven't been producing well in predictive metrics. Parrish has brought this up uh, every other episode for like six weeks, and rightfully so because they've been relevant teams. But one more time to everyone that might be swinging in to the pod now that the NCAA tournament's here. Wisconsin's 34th at Ken Palm, and it's a three seed. I don't have, I frankly, I have not had the time to research this. I want to know if there's ever been a three seed that's been as low as 34 in the Kempom era. I have to believe the number is no heading into the NCAA tournament, not looking back after if you were beaten by a 14 and it subsequently dropped you. Oh, by the way, Providence is even worse. A four seed sitting at 49th in Kempom. It's not just Kempom, but we'll reference that because it is obviously the most mainstream of all the predictive metrics. We do give love to our friend uh, Bart Torvik as well. If you're wondering where these two teams land on his predictives, Wisconsin sits there at 28, so a little bit better, not that much better, and Providence, 45. So, can I, can I throw a blanket, like, sort of counter-argument to that, if you sure. don't mind? All right, so the Ken Palm numbers, the computer numbers, are always going to drive the betting lines, correct? Like 100%, often. yes. So Wisconsin, 54.8 against the spread. That is not like an overwhelming number in my spreadsheets. I normally flag 57 or higher as something that is an outlier, but it is profitable being above 53%. Providence, 56.7% against the spread. So while the computer numbers have uh, continually have them below where their seed line is, they also have more often than not exceeded those model expectations. What Chip just ran through, by the way, if, if you're a longtime listener to the pod and you're like, oh, this is, a, this is a new voice, this is exactly why we wanted to bring for these region by region specific ones, if you've listened to the other three, you've caught 
quite clearly get what we're doing here. A lot of people love to bet on this tournament. And I'm not talking just bracket picks. I'm talking, tell me about the games. Tell me about the matchups. Tell me about the lines. Let me know what I need to know. Chip is awesome. He does it for CBS Sports HQ. Obviously, he's the host of the Cover 3 football podcast for CBS Sports. Does great stuff. And it's wonderful to have you on this pod, buddy. He's going to be giving you some knowledge like that throughout the episode. Uh, so, yes, Providence and Wisconsin specifically, will they live up to their seed line? Will they fall short of that? But then kind of, you know, go back to the reputation where, where they've been in the metrics. To me, that's an interesting one. They're on uh, ones on the top half ones on the bottom. They wouldn't face each other unless they got to the elite eight. And the chances of that are extremely low given where they rank in predictives and the, uh, the potential barriers they would have before getting there before we move on. Chip's going to give us uh, his favorite uh, lines of the first round, maybe uh, one that uh, smells a little funky to him, but I want to tell you about our bracket games. All right. We want you to compete with us in a bracket challenge game. In fact, I think as of this recording, we've got more than a thousand people in our CBS Sports Ion College Basketball bracket group. Let's get that number up. It's just Monday to everyone. Listen, if you're watching, I'm looking right at you. And if you're it's listening, a thousand man said a thousand four digits. I, uh, that's not, that ain't good enough. If you are, if if you are like like my brothers who will get in on this, but they're gonna wait until Thursday at nine forty five. Don't be that person. Just get in there now. Where can you do it? Well, listen, it's going to be me, GP, Boone, Chip, David Cobb, plenty of people, big names at CBS. We want you with us in this pool. CBSSports.com forward slash CBS Ion Brackets. I'm going to say it again. CBSSports.com forward slash CBS Ion Brackets. And in fact, Nada, if you can link that as well in this episode description. So if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast, that will be linked in this episode. Not as like, thanks, dude. But why not? Get them right there. And um, hey, you could be the winner of a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus. You're able to watch NCAA tournament games on Paramount Plus, plus tons of soccer from Champions League to CONCACAF. There's golf majors in the, and then in the spring after that. NFL football in the fall. So we're excited for the debut of Halo, by the way, which is streaming March 24th. That's in 10 days exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com forward slash Halo to try it for free. But back to brackets. If you're the type that doesn't enter just one pool, great. You know what? You can create a group, compete against your friends and fill out your bracket. You can join ours, have your own on the side, and you have a chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four. It's all free to do this, by the way. This is not just company speak. CBS Sports has the easiest, best user interface of any mobile phone bracket situation you have, period. Looks the best, easiest. You can play on the CBS Sports app or, again, cbsports.com forward slash CBS I on are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. 
from LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Brackets. Please join. We are also going to reward people in that pool. And I'm talking like I got to talk with some of our bosses. I want to give love to like the top 10. I'm still going to get these shirts made. They're not done yet. It's going to happen. But be it Eye on College Basketball, mugs and merch, shirts, all that stuff. We will reward you. Get in that pool. Join us. I'd love to have a huge old party and give shout-outs to people. GP is going to shout-out a few at the end of the pod also once we get done with the tournament. Okay, let's talk favorite lines and least favorite lines. Chip Patterson, of the lines we have right now, which would mean games not involving first four teams, give me two or three picks that you like teams to cover, whether it's given or getting points, and, uh, and why. And then, KB, after he's done, you can go ahead and take it away. I'm going to shut up for a couple minutes. Okay, so the first place that I'm going to be looking is at LSU. Because what do we do with an LSU team? With the absence of Will Wade, we are going to an interim coach situation. LSU finding itself about a, what, four-and-a-half, five-point favorite against Iowa State. This Iowa State team is untrustworthy, right? Bad. Yeah, I mean, you just, you you cannot trust them. You can, you would say, hey, like, please, will you run this down to my neighbor down the street? And they would end up lost down at the park four hours later, just like with all of your belongings given away to strangers. However, however, uh, I do think that there is something to be said for uh, what LSU might get in round one with a little bit of a a dead cat bounce type situation, whether or not they're going to be uniquely motivated the market is going to want to fade LSU, and I actually think that LSU might be a good play there. The sicko play of the tournament is the San Diego State Creighton under because oh. we are looking at something around <laughs> 120, which means that the number 60 is not your friend, but I have seen the way that this Creighton team has won, and it is won on the defensive end. San Diego State clearly has an identity, has for a long, long time, and this is one of my favorite uh, over under comparisons in the entire NCAA tournament where Iowa Richmond, we're talking like 155, San Diego State Creighton, we're talking like 120, 35 points, 17 and a half points per game difference per team in what we're talking about stylistically with our expectations from the first round. Uh, I like as a sicko play going under on that 120. Uh, the Iowa-Richmond game, I think I probably feel more comfortable laying it with Iowa just because Richmond's heater from D.C. I do not think will continue. It's not representative of the entire body of work. So those are, again, to to recap, I am not going to fade LSU like the motivation will be. I'll go ahead and lay it. I think that they're going to be able to advance. I'm going to go under in the rock fight for San Diego State Creighton. And again, uh, I think that Iowa-Richmond, you're looking at Richmond maybe with a little bit of uh, extra juice coming off that Atlantic 10 tournament title. But uh, I think that Iowa overall is going to be able to pull away over time. Yeah, I love that, Chip. Actually, the the first thing that I had written down about, and I wish I could share my screen, about uh, some of the best bets in this region was do not fade number six seed LSU. I really think that probably because Will Wade was just fired, everyone is going to think, okay, I, I'm going to take the 11 over the six, but I think it would be, I think it would be wrong. Uh, Iowa state is, is really 
they're not good. They scored 36 points in their second to last regular season game. That was against Oklahoma State. They scored 41 in the Big 12 tournament against Texas Tech. LSU's defense is legit. Iowa State's offense is really bad. And that kind of seems like all the analysis that you need. I, I really don't trust Iowa State. So uh, to me, I, I think uh, taking LSU and not fading them, especially you know, given their, given their situation, I think they would be an easy play to fade. But I am riding LSU in the first round as well. So my biggest head scratcher, and I want to throw this at y'all, like okay. USC Miami. So the point spread's going to be basically a pick'em, like one, one and a half. I think that uh, last time when I pulled it for my notes, it was USC slight favorite. But you know, where where this is is essentially you are picking the winner of this game. Uh, Miami very much like with Charlie Moore, Cam Augusti. You feel like you just got buckets. USC is going to try to lean on its defense, lean on its size. Um, how how do you handicap that one? Because as we'll talk about in a little bit, there. No, there might be some reasons to fade Auburn as well. What do you think? That, I'm going to bring this up. What do you think that line is right now? One, one and a half, you said? That was what I had for my notes. I'll, I'll pull it up. Just I'm, to pulling, I'm, bring, I'm bringing it up on the app, which is always awesome. Uh, right now on the CBS Sports app, as we record this on Monday night, USC minus a point and a half against Miami. I will be at that game. That's a 310 tip. True TV on Friday. Feels like uh, Miami because I'm oh, sorry. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. I'll be I'll be quick on this. Uh, Miami, after having seen them play in person at the ACC tournament, and and this is a tricky one. Like Miami is 62nd at Ken Palm right now. It's it's it just isn't the 62nd best team in the country this season. I don't think. I don't think it's been that low. And I like its personnel. Cam Augusti was first team all ACC level this year, even in an ACC. I get it. But like Charlie Moore has been in college legitimately seven years. I'm not joking. It's been seven years. Okay. Isaiah Wong is a tremendous sophomore point guard who could be like one of those play. Like, I don't know if Miami is going to win this game or not, but you'll have teams that haven't had a ton of shine for the previous three and a half months or whatever. They get in the tournament and it's like, whoa, who's this dude? Has he always been this awesome? I can so, so see Isaiah Wong balling the hell out against USC. Miami moves on, and Wong goes for like 21-7-5. and five. I think that's on the table. And Sam Wardenberg's a stretch four. Stretch five can step out, shoots 43% from three. He's pretty good. Like I like Miami in this spot a lot. USC's been a bit of a paper tiger, KB. It doesn't have a lot of really good wins this season. It, it's lacking in a lot of ways. Yes, it was able to beat USC, UCLA at home. But other than that, and a neutral against San Diego State, there's not a lot there. It doesn't rank top 45 in offensive or defensive efficiency. It's good around the rim. It's got good size. Drew Peterson's been a nice player this year. Isaiah Mobley, I think, has actually had some nice year-over-year development. But this is a vintage 7-10 to me, Kyle. And uh, Miami, both in a in a money line, but also it's almost practically a pick them. so a cover right. situation regardless. Um, I... I I took USC in my CBS sports bracket, but again, I retain the authority to change this before we get to Thursday. I Do think you, I'm going to talk myself into that and picking Miami to win the game. Yeah, I've got Miami everywhere. I've got a bracket. Um, they're they're kind of the reverse Wisconsin slash Providence. I'm looking back at their Ken Palm page here. Six of their losses this season were decided by five or fewer points. So they've been in a lot of really close games, including uh, last Last week in the ACC tournament against Duke, they lost by four points, but they were really competitive. And I kind of just like this team. I, and maybe it's because I've watched them a lot and I've kind of gravitated towards them, but they're pretty feisty. And 
that's not exactly how I would describe USC. They have a lot of athletes and they're okay. But Miami, to your point, I feel like they know what they are. They're going into the NCAA tournament, even, even after losing to Duke. I feel like they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And eventually, if this is a close game, I do feel like some of that like close game luck is going to swing their way. If this is like a one or two point game, obviously it's anyone's game, but I, I actually like probably Miami just a little bit more. And that's why I've got them in my bracket first round, technically an upset. There were two teams that had Miami's number. It was Virginia and Florida state. Neither were mm-hmm. NCAA tournament teams. Both of them got two wins against Miami this year. It's just like they they are, as you mentioned, as both of you laid out, a great team on paper and USC. Uh, here's the cherry on top here. Their 45.5% cover rate is the worst in the Midwest region. Any other line, sneaky, smelly, don't like chip that stand out to you. Let's see. And um, like, I will not be touching Wisconsin Colgate. You know, you're just let's talk uh, that game right now. Huh? Give me your reason. And let's talk that game. Okay. Um, because of Johnny Davis's health and just because of the, let's see. So for the Colgate side of things, you're looking at what probably uh, about average 14 seed. You know, we're not, we're not talking about one that is underseeded or overseeded. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that eight points is always a little bit iffy because, and I, I think I laid this out before, or maybe I laid it out on sports line early edge. I don't know. I've been on Streamyard a lot today, guys. It's all good. Man. <laughs> but if it is multiple possessions as a better, you are going to end up uh, incongruent with the motivations of the team on the court. You do not want to be sitting there uh, like cheering on Wisconsin with your minus eight ticket when Greg Gard and Johnny Davis and even Brad Davison and everybody else, they're, they're not concerned about winning by eight or more. And so two possessions is really my cut line where if, if you like the team, if you think they're going to win, if it's under two possessions, then yeah, go ahead and fire on it. If it is over two possessions, you better feel really, really good negatively about the team that is opposing your bet because there are a lot of ways that these things can get tight and underdogs can kick in that back door at the last minute and that you know sort of scramble. And so for that reason, uh, I will not be taking Wisconsin to lay the eight. I think they probably win that game. But again, back to the two possession rule. That's too many points. Kyle, let me ask you this. The two best three-point shooting teams are in this region, in the country. South Dakota State versus Providence. That's a two-point line, Providence, by the way. Feels like that line's been ping-ponged a little bit because people don't know what to do with that game. And then Colgate's the second-best three-point shooting team. That game, Wisconsin-Colgate, it's going to be played in Milwaukee. Do you give Colgate a shot knowing... That it's in Milwaukee. That it's in Milwaukee, and Wisconsin fans will, as many tickets as they can get to get in that building, they're going to get them. I think they have a chance. Sure. How big of a chance? Them? Put, okay, put a percentage on Colgate winning. Money line straight up. 28.69%. That's right. That's exactly what I wanted right there. 28.69. Yeah. Nice. Look, this is, I mean, they've won 19 of the last 20 games. This is a pretty good team. Um, but Wisconsin's a different beast. And I don't know. I mean, they'll have to they'll have to shoot it really well. They've done it all season, so maybe it's possible. I mean, this this team gave Arkansas a pretty good scare last year in the NCAA tournament, and everyone thought, oh, wow, Colgate, like this is a, this is a pretty good team. This is really impressive. They end up losing by 17 points in that game. Uh-huh. So, I, eventually, you just kind of ride with the talent. So, um, 
I'll stick with my per- percentage. I, I'm I'm still taking Wisconsin, even with the the question mark with Johnny Johnny Davis and his health. Uh, yeah, I think Johnny will be uh will be mostly okay there. Colgate also gave Tennessee a run three years ago when it was on the 15 line. Tennessee was the two. So is it a case where they're going to break through? Will they, or are they going to give a good push early and then Wisconsin pulls? Oh away? my gosh! And this is 9:50 Friday, right? In that the terror region. I mean, you want to late, you talk late, about late Friday yeah. is like the night. Like if you are a favored team and you are walking into the last window of the first yes. round of the NCAA yes. tournament, we, we, could more. we could not love it more. We could not love it more. True sicko hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best bets of the second weekend, double digit seed that we think has the best chance of getting into the regional semifinals. I'll start with Kyle double digit seed. You like most, even if you don't have any in your bracket, maybe you do. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Which of those are you going to say has the best shot at getting into uh, Chicago? Dakota State. I'm oh, yeah, South you're Dakota going State. there. I'm going there. I've got him in my bracket going there. Real. I'm not I'm not lip servicing this. This is a, this is a pretty good team. They won 30 games this year. 30 and 4. Uh, top three-point shooting team in the country. I think they can do it. Man, the man of few words just landed out. What about you, Chip? Miami. And I don't have any other double digit seeds that I'm really entertaining to get to the second weekend. I think that uh first uh South Dakota State is awesome, but the South Dakota State playing Iowa as I'm expecting is going to be uh, Iowa having like well South Dakota State is going to just rein it in. There's also going to be a moment where Keegan Murray's just going to be able to go into takeover mode, I expect, but in in my bracket I actually have Providence being able to get South Dakota State a little bit out of rhythm, a little bit out of sorts. And uh, and that game is also Buffalo, right? It is Buffalo. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Friars, g- give me the Friars right there. But the, the reason why I'm zero in on Miami is also an anti-Auburn play where this Auburn team it's was was the best team in the country, or so it appeared, or so it was decided by the AP poll voters earlier in the season. And I just think that, Anyone who's watched this team throughout the year, you you just get the sense that they're not playing their best basketball right now. And mm-hmm. you know everyone's got their their own uh, diagnosis. You know whether it's just really being frustrated with Wendell Green and Katie Johnson, or whether it's the way that they handle crunch or clutch time situations. But all of it mm-hmm. comes up to me as a team that has been seated and a team that's been rated and ranked based on a quality and form of basketball that it has not displayed recently. And so I'm just going to put you on upset alert right there. So give me Miami as the double-digit seed that can uh, make it onto the Sweet 16. No more than 15 minutes before we started recording this podcast, I went on the, uh, the 6 o'clock show for HQ, and I was asked to provide kind of one broad, like, what's your lock for the tournament? You know, not your, like, you know, just not a lock first-round game, but just your lock. And you know what I told him? I said Auburn to the Elite Eight is my lock because I cannot stand the bottom half of this Midwest bracket. I cannot stand it. LSU without a coach. Iowa State flailing in the wind. Wisconsin against a Colgate team. Dude, I had to call. I think I mentioned this on one of the other region previews. So after I get out of HQ on Sunday night, I'm driving home and we got to call Jay Darren Darst, who does a phenomenal job with us on the back and with so much stuff at CBSSports.com. And every year, he's the one who collects all of our... If you see our bracket picks, he's the guy who's responsible for getting the picks, getting on the site, everything. He's awesome. But every year, he reads me the games over the phone, and then I do this out loud. 
here's how much I hate this region. He goes, San Diego State Creighton. I said, do you have a coin? Yes. Literally flip it because I can't decide. It it landed it landed for San Diego State, I believe. That's what my bracket does. And then we get to this part at the bottom. Somehow I end up with LSU in the Sweet 16, and I cannot stand gross. it. Gross. So, oh, so no. gross. And so I actually done, I messaged him this morning, and I said, we can't do this. I can't because yep. I had Colgate over Wisconsin and then LSU over Colgate. I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot yep. live with myself, okay? So I, I bowed out of my Colgate pick. So I have Wisconsin in the Sweet 16, but there's a lot of meth there. And so the, the point I'm circling back here to is, I don't love Miami or, or USC against Auburn. I think it got the best break of any one or two seed. Got the best break before we get to the regional semifinals. And then if it faces Wisconsin, Johnny Davis, Auburn is its more erratic. Don't get me wrong. Wisconsin especially, be, especially away from that sweet, sweet place with the perfect right. amount of attendance, right? You, you are right. But my gosh, like, I don't know. I think Auburn's going to the Elite Eight. I think it's finding no resistance here. That bottom half is really bizarre. I don't like, I think it's the least appealing of any section. Uh, but, but so it goes. Okay. We'll wrap here in a few. Value bet to win the region. Can't be, can't be the one, can't be Kansas. Value bet can't be the two, can't be Auburn. And value bet cannot be the three, cannot be Wisconsin. So you got it. This is the Midwest. Let's also be real on something. We do we agree? This is the worst of the four regions, aka best case for the one seed. Yes, yes, agreed. Kyle? I think there's certain certainly a case that there's a bigger drop off from the one to the other teams uh, compared to some of the other regions. So yeah, I I think I would agree on the whole. Okay, so can't be the one, the two, or the three. Who's the best value pick to get out to the final four? KB, you start. Okay, let's get weird. Iowa. Uh, Keegan Murray's been awesome. Big a uh, Big Ten tournament. He averaged twenty six points per game. He made fourteen of his twenty six three point shots. Um, and they won four four games in four days. Like they're on a tear right now. Um, if you look at the bracket, I think it's pretty realistic that they could end up winning this this region. Now, obviously, they're probably going to have to go through Kansas, and I, I think Kansas. I, I'm obviously picking them, but. Uh, to you know, to win win the first round over Richmond wouldn't be surprising if they end up with like a Providence or South Dakota State. I think that'd be a pretty easy win for them. They get past Kansas, I think anything happens because Auburn and Wisconsin, as as the two and the three respectively in this region, it just is not quite doing it for me. So, yeah, if you want to take take some long shot bet at at Iowa uh, to win this region. Like I think go for it. Cause they are to me, one of the most intriguing five seeds uh, in the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah. Iowa a hundred percent. The, yeah. the man just heaved it and banked it in to win. <laughs> like those shots are dumb. And when the dumb shots are going your way and we need to start taking a chance and we need to start looking for a team that is just kind of on one, like give me the one who has the capital A alpha in Keegan Murray. Like the, all of the, the stories of these teams that make unexpected runs, they've always got the alpha and, and Keegan is, is that dude. So if it, if it ain't going to be the Jayhawks who have been gifted a chance to make a deep run with this team, which is, you know, I mean, well, we're about to do like picks or whatever, but which is as Bill self has admitted, like not the most talented, but mm-hmm. 
very, very experienced and playing with a ton of confidence right now. Like they have been gifted a real opportunity, but if it's not going to be them, uh, yeah, give me the Hawkeyes. Unity lock chip. All right, let's make it happen. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> GP just turned off the podcast. Incredible. Zero chance he's listening to this. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting forever to do that. I wish we had had it ready when we did it with him. He would not have known what to do. Amazing, amazing. Unity Lock, I was the pick. It's the only choice here. <laughs> Whitest moment in the history of this podcast just happened. That's really saying. If you're listening and you're not watching. It's already a fairly white podcast. Uh, in, 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 incredibly. <laughs> not a laughing behind his mic off, off mic here. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Iowa is into the final four. It's the only pick for sure. Now, as we make our pick to go to the final four, I will mention the one irony with this region. We say it's the weakest, it's the least appealing, and yet it's the region that has three of the five first-team All-Americans, in my opinion. Mm. Abaji at Kansas, Keegan Murray at Iowa, Johnny Davis at Wisconsin. Not only that, it's the region that might have the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. And still, there's so Walker much Kessler. more to like about the other three. You wouldn't think that would be the case, but that is indeed, indeed the case. Who are we picking to go to New Orleans out of the Midwest before we scoot on out of here? Chip, you go first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. The thing that I've come back to when it comes to the teams that I have the most confidence in is when you have uh, an A, a B, a C, and a D. And that's not just in terms of players. That's also in terms of ways that we can beat you, ways that we can attack you. When someone is off, can someone else step up? When Duke won the title in 2015, uh, you know, we saw Justice Winslow like emerge from being just like a key piece. Like, oh, no, that's the reason why they were able to get out of Houston and advance to the Final Four. I, I think that obviously Ochai Abaji, first team All-American, he would he would definitely be in my vote for the five best players in college basketball this year. But then you you we've seen David McCormick step up in that Texas Tech game when he's playing well. That is a problem. Um, Jalen Wilson still like can give you enough here and there. You've got Christian Brown's had a fantastic season. I just think that there are so many levels to the way that uh, this Kansas team is made up that you from a scouting in a game planning perspective, you really are going to be stressed as a coaching staff and as a team to try to make sure that you've got an answer for all the different ways that they can beat you. And so uh, I feel I, I like Kansas a lot. KB. Yeah, for sure. I've got Kansas, Wisconsin battling it out, battling it out. And then Kansas, obviously winning it. Um, Ochai is a star. Remy Martin. I'm feeling like a 23-point game Remy Martin deal happening at some point in the next few weeks. Yeah. I don't know where. Uh, McCormick is playing solid. Mitch Lightfoot is suddenly like giving quality minutes. Our pets' heads are falling off. Like, <laughs> Good things are happening for Kansas right now at the right time, and this is a really winnable bracket for them. So um, it's hard to say like not making it to the Final Four would be a disappointment, but kind of feels like Kansas doesn't make it to the final four. We're talking about Kansas basketball fans. Hell yeah, it'd be a disappointment. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. I've also got Kansas. Uh, not by default. I think it's good enough to get there to the final four. I just like the road. I think it gets a scare from Iowa, Sweet 16. But otherwise, 
um, Kansas moves along and, uh, and yeah, that is your, that is your Midwest region preview. If you are just getting to this one first, either visually or on the podcast feed, obviously go back, listen to our others, get yourself prepped. We, uh, barring breaking news and please, no, please no breaking news on Tuesday. We are not scheduled to have another podcast again until we get to Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. I want to give a shout out to, uh, to our listeners, new and old. You have pushed us to number six in all of iTunes. The entire iTunes podcast chart, Ion College Basketball, sits at six right now. Help spread the word. See if we can get top five. We've never been this high on the iTunes chart. It's a really, really cool thing. So this region went long. Apologies, and yet not really sorry at all. Pretty cool. Great stuff. Great to be with you guys. Hope everyone enjoyed KB, Chip, a little bit different flavor. We want to give you different voices here. It's still going to be me and GP on most episodes, and at least one of us will be on every single episode. But frankly, the workload's been... uh, It's been a little wild, been a little crazy, and we are getting ready to gear up. First four gets going on Tuesday. Everyone enjoy that. Any other words from you guys before we bounce on out of here? Yeah, uh, you said let's not go inside company talk. I will go inside company talk. Okay, I've got a little bit of bracket game envy, so you can enter multiple brackets. So why don't you enter that cbssports.com slash cover three brackets too? Because they measure oh. us against each other. And if I'm going to be out here oh. continuing to contribute, I will say, just just go ahead and just add it. Because you can create a group for your friends, as we've discussed, as Matt told you so eloquently. You should absolutely be uh, in the Ion College bo- basketball bracket, which I will be as well. But yeah, you know, cbsports.com slash cover three brackets if you want to jump in and compete against, you know, Danny Cannell, Bud Elliott, Tom Fernelli, uh, and more. Are we competing here, Chip? How... How about this, Chip? I'll I'll shave my head if you join the Ion College Basketball Bracket Challenge. What? What's your, what, what, oh, you too? No, I'm not going to shave my head. But I'm. <laughs> you said I will shave my head if you join the challenge, and I'm joining the. I will join the challenge. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's that do is, it. That, that is a deal. I was Chip. waiting for you to commit to shave your own head, but no, uh, no, 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 I no. Listen, you into that one. It's all gray, and <laughs> at least I've got it. And so that's the thing is, I've, I've at least got to hold on to the fact that it's here. There you all go. right, Chip. We're gonna end on an awkward pause, but you gotta give me a chord. What chord do you want me to play as we end on this? Oh, undoubtedly, give me a C major seven. That is a gorgeous chord. So we'll, we'll go with a little bit of that. Hold on. Uh, uh, awkward pause. Tom Brady. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.